Hi, this is Mark from MK Ultra Film. How's it going? Hi, this is Killian from MK Ultra Film, and how's it going? It's going good, Killian. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Doing good. I thought we would talk about the um, the results, the results of the election, the Irish election. No, no, the results of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Man, I can't. Yeah, it's very difficult to do this podcast right now because <laughs> Mark has a scarf in front of his face the, to hold up the mic. We we have some mic troubles. Yeah, I can peep you through this little hole. <laughs> I but it's don't not, think it's gonna work. It's we not. We should ideal. pause and then and then. Uh, see we should how just we can, maybe start again. No, we can we can pause and okay. then we can we can. I'll hit pause. Yeah, we're back. Okay, now I can see your eyes. Your but nose is is a mystery to me, but I don't need to see your that's nose. That's fine. It's not one of my favorite features. Yeah, so we're talking about the Oscars, not the uh, not the Irish um, groundbreaking election results. Mm. Um, we don't talk politics on the podcast. No, certainly not, unless it's a film about politics. Yeah, in which it'll <laughs> only be discussed in the context of. The film. <laughs> um, yeah, what Parasite? Best picture. Best picture. Insane. First foreign language film to win best picture Mm. how do you feel about that i actually i'm happy that it won it's great and i think the director is you know he's cool and i think it's great film but i'm also kind of like i think it's there's something part of me that's like why why did it win because it's not yeah it's kind of a you haven't seen it have you no i haven't seen it yet oh then we can't really discuss this too much i guess but it's it's like it's quite a weird movie and like I don't know. It's just so far removed from other Oscar winners in terms of the plot, in terms of just how it goes. That like, it's just kind of weird. Like, I'm kind of like, why did how, like? Uh, it's great that it won, and I do yeah. think it's brilliant. But I'm also kind of like, why did why did this win another like Gre- and Green Book won last year? Like, those two films are so different. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess my feeling on the whole matter is sort of a why now kind of thing. Yeah, which exactly. An, it sort of annoys me in that. I mean, I'm happy this is a cool thing that uh, that a foreign language film won. But why now? Like, was La Dolce Vita not the best film in that time? Or was, like, the scores and scores of films that are, you know, incredible over the last, like, you know, forever years that uh, the Oscars have been around? Were they not the best films of the year? And now, yeah. I don't know where it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels a little bit like a stunt, which is, you know... That that's exactly how I feel. Like I I love that movie, but it's just like yeah, it's like a stunter. It's like it just has me kind of questioning it. Like why, mm. why, why did it win? Um, and then the fact that it won best foreign language film or w- what's the name of that category? I can't remember. It's it. They changed best film in a foreign language to best best foreign film or something like that. Oh. Best international film. They changed ah, the name oh, of the right, category. Yeah. yeah. Because I listened back to last week's episode and we were confused there. It's because they actually changed the name of the category just this year. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, they I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, it's a good thing. This is a good thing. I'm mm, happy. Mm, mm. But I am a little confused about it. Yeah. I'm just looking now. Who else? So, Wa- it, Joaquin Phoenix, I don't know why, but Joker. I said before in the podcast that sometimes with films... Even though I liked them when I saw them, I hear too much about them and then I convince myself that I actually don't like the movie. Yeah. And Joker's become one of those films. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it. I came out and I was like, that's brilliant. But now if someone's like, what do you think of Joker? I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You kind of like lose enthusiasm over these things after a while. And 
Joker's definitely one of them. It's great, man. It's a great movie. You really Is enjoyed it? it when you first saw it. I kind of have yeah. to tell you that, but you did. You really enjoyed it when you saw it. And anyone who listened to the pod for a while can also tell you you, you enjoy that film. I think I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things where after a while, it's just like, I think hearing too much about something mm. or hearing, I'm trying to think of, of an example where that isn't the case. Like yeah. massively critically acclaimed love films that I also am like on board with. Mm. like it's, Lord of the Rings again which I haven't properly seen but I guess yeah. that would be an example of one that's you would love and it's universally yeah it's 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 acclaimed and I love it but I mean um, I think the oh the Batman trilogy they're universally acclaimed you, you kind of like that. oh no you don't like them that no much. not really ah, that's crazy they're great um, I don't know I mean I, I guess for me the the Oscars are something I I look at from the corner of my eye now. Mm. They don't excite me. I I have people who I really like in in the film industry, like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's he's a cool guy. Yeah, and uh, and so like I I see him winning Best Actor, and I think there's many performances he's given. Like I thought him and uh, Gladiator when he was the evil guy in Gladiator, Commodus. I thought he should have. I think that's one of my favorite performances ever. So I think it's cool that he gets kind of a, some sort of nod. But I, the whole idea of award giving in the world of art, I just, I think it's a bit silly. And, mm. um, it's the best, yeah, like being like, this is the best one. Like, art is not <laughs> like subjective. So, how can we say, oh, this is the best piece yeah, yeah. of art? Yeah, it's funny. Did, did you hear Wacken Phoenix did a. Uh, it's vegan. He made the Oscars vegan. What, what do you mean he made the Oscars vegan? He talked about, about milk. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what I think of that. Like, it's a bit like, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're vegans. We have to be fully on board. I'm not on board. I'm just like, <laughs> shut up. Like, what was he talking about? He was talking about like dairy cows and stuff. Like, yeah. whatever. If he was like, if he brought up some something to do with the film industry or yeah. whatever, or some bad aspect, which I'm sure there's many uh, bad aspects of the film industry or many bad aspects of the Oscars yeah. themselves, but just to take the opportunity to talk yeah. about the dairy industry is just yeah, like man come uh, on there was a moment in the the what is it the golden globes which Ricky Gervais uh, presented and yeah he had a line in it where he was talking about like just can all the hollywood actors please stop using this as an opportunity to grandstand and pretend like he's like you don't know ordinary people you're literally the upper echelons of society yeah and like the idea that you can just go oh you shouldn't drink milk or you shouldn't uh you know you should be nice to people and we need to stand together it's like you guys just fuck off don't yeah, tell us yeah, this. Yeah. we don't want to hear you guys say this but do you think it's addressed at, at us the viewers or do you think it's addressed at um the the celebrities in the crowd um, or both probably both i don't know man like that it's hard to say I, I, do i think anyone in th that audience is going to stop drinking milk because of walking phoenix mm maybe two or three yeah um, and if if those two or three did then it's a good thing yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of argue there the uh Just talk about movies man you're but you know fuck off did he he at the golden globes had a bit of a rant as well didn't he fucking phoenix yeah I or at he, some other award ceremony he had a bit of a he went off on he's something. a real character i mean he does he i like him he's he's eccentric but um I don't know. He'd said one line about his brother River Phoenix, which he's never he never really talks about his brother. Mm. Um, and then he 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 read like a line uh, that his brother had written as a lyric when he was seventeen, I, and like he started crying loads. And I thought that was real nice. Um, I, I I only just realized the weight of he was that his first Oscar. 
Yeah, which is mad. But that's quite a significant. I guess that's quite a significant thing. Yeah. But still, shut up about it. <laughs> but now I was wondering, like, why did he bring up his brother now? But it's a significant career yeah, moment huge. for him. Yeah. Um, the uh, Brad Pitt, best supporting actor, once upon a time in Hollywood. Blech, whatever. Whatever. Brad Pitt just being himself. <laughs> shut up. Um, oh man, this is really funny. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Renee Zellweger won Best Actress for Judy, mm. <laughs> and I, uh, my mom was like, "Would you, would you go see Judy?" And I was like, "No, like, I, uh, you know, I'm sure it's good, but I just don't really know anything about Judy Garland." And my mom was like, "Oh, she played Dorothy in Lord of the Rings." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would have gotten me in the door. Yeah. That would have got me a ticket. (laughs) It's just so funny to think. Dorothy and Lord of the Rings. Like just comparing Wizard of Oz and Lord of the Rings. I mean, they're pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. They follow the same arc. (laughs) Um, Also, best supporting actress for Marriage Story is that woman that you don't know the name of. Oh, that's good. Uh, the one who was in Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, are you saying the woman that you don't know the name of because you also have forgotten the name? No, I'm saying it because when you reviewed Marriage Story, you said the lawyer is played by Ray Liotta and the woman's played by, or the female lawyer is played by some person who I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was the heartthrob in, in, uh, in Jurassic Park. Um, what's her name? In Jurassic Park? No, what's her name? Like the Laura Dern. Oh, Lord, Aaron. yeah, she's was, in she's in loads of stuff. She's yeah, in yeah, a film called Wild at Heart, which is good. Um, is she in? Is she in Little Women? Little Ladies? She is. She's brilliant in Little Little Ladies. Um, no, we shouldn't say Little Ladies. Little Women. Uh, that got nothing, didn't it? Didn't, mm, didn't no. get a damn thing. Um, best documentary was American Factory. Have you seen that? No. What's that about? It's about an American factory. Okay. Um, very good. It's about a Chinese factory opening operations in America. And then uh, they just try and put the Chinese work ethic uh, and Chinese work attitude and mentality and, and put it onto an American staff. Oh and they have like people who they've shipped over from China to work alongside American people. And it just doesn't work out. <laughs> I can't doesn't, imagine it would. <laughs> doesn't work out well built at all. like a 10,000 person hospital in seven days. Yeah. They're like, there's literally that. scenes of them being like, what do you mean you want two days off a week? Like, actually that kind of stuff and then the 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 chinese people have these um uh, workshops on how to deal with americans and they're like you have to give them lots of compliments and you have to like <laughs> do like this that and the other it's so interesting to watch it's really good you should check it out okay for sure. i'll check it out mm. yeah but um other than that yeah the oscars didn't i didn't i mean i didn't even know they were coming out today Mm. And then uh, when they did, I didn't really check it. I just saw the Bong uh, Joon-ho one. And is that how you say it? Bong Joon-ho? Bong Joon-ho. I don't know. Bong Joon-ho. I know Spike um, Lee said it like this. Bong Joon-ho. Okay. Well, that's how we're going to say it from now on. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, well, it's not that exciting. I kind of don't care. Yeah, I think if I, I I like the film festival model of giving an award mm. where um, can they they sort of vote on a film which they thought in that was shown in the festival was the best film of the festival mm, and mm. I think that I like that idea because 
you know, festivals happen at a certain time and it ebbs and flows and it means like at this moment, most people voted uh, on this film because they thought it was like, it, you know, it, it went well and it was a great experience. But the idea that you have like the best film, like we're not, it's not sports. It's not like Ronaldo mm, Messi. Mm. It's not like the Premier League or the World Cup where you ha- one, there must be one winner. Yeah. It's art and we make it and we throw it all into this pot and, you know, it's not about winning or losing. It's about kind of experiencing things and uh, humanity and that kind of stuff. So I, d- mm. I don't like the idea of winners and losers. I guess like maybe the Lifetime Achievement Award thing is nice. Do they even do that? Yeah. Does that exist? Yeah, they do. They, I, I, know, I know Charlie Chaplin got one in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> they should just bring, bring the Oscars like once every 30 years to give someone a Lifetime Achievement Award. They, uh, yeah, they, the, the, other than that, like, uh, also the, what's the, what's the bit, like, not the obituary, what's the bit where they just, they just go through everyone's dead people. Yeah. Yeah. And they wheel their corpses out onto the stage and then everyone just applauds <laughs> them. No, the, what they do. They the gorge sh- on the my, rotten flesh. <laughs> my friend, uh, Hanno pointed out how kind of weird and dark it is that th- they go through, um, they go through all the the people who died in the last year in the film industry and um but some people get applause and some don't yeah. and it's kind of like like Terry Jones from he didn't uh get applause and he didn't get applause no yeah. but other people did and it's kind of it's kind of like weird and sick when like yeah. there's just someone someone's face comes up who's died and they just it's just it would be funny to have some sort of like public obituary thing where you know, because in the way regular people have it is it's just in a newspaper. You have the obituaries and there's no, we don't know who cheers or like who doesn't cheer for them. But mm. if you kind of had a guy reading it out in the town center and like they say, John's dead. And then you get a few claps mm. and then you go, Terry's dead. And everyone goes, fuck. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you think, do you think the lack of clap means that they're, do you think clapping means they're happy they died or they're unhappy? That's true, yeah. I'd say you could have someone who everyone's really happy that they're dead and they actually get a load of applause. Like someone who's involved in a lot of scandal over the yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go any further <laughs> into this. We've gone astray. And uh, we need to bring it back in. Will we just go into the format, go into a bit of... Yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, so um, we'll, the first movie that mm. we're going to review... Mm-hmm. It's one that you're going to review. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to review Bombshell. And with that Bombshell, Oy, we're Clarkson. going to review Bombshell. It's a film that I saw quite a long time ago. I think the review will actually be a bit of a... Listening back to it now will be a bit of like a, a reminder to me. But it was... Yeah, let's listen to what I thought of it. Hey, I'm sending this while looking at a fox running around Tesco car park. Hi. There he goes. Uh, I just went to see Bombshell. Um, new film with Charlie Theron and Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie in it. Uh, it was good. It's about um, a guy who was like head of Fox News and he gets no, he's head of Fox Total, I think. Maybe it's just news. Was it news or all of Fox? Fox News or all of Fox? The guy, all of Fox. Um, and yeah, we don't know. But uh, I went to see it with Emer. And it's um, basically a lot of people accused him of, of, of sexually harassing them. And then, yeah, so that's, that's what the film's about. It was really good. It's all kind of like based on true events. Um, 
and yeah i liked it it was good you know it's kind of like i was saying to Emer, like when you go and see a film like that it's like when it's just presenting you with with fact it's like yeah it was good i was like fuck that's real bad that all that shit happened but it was kind of just like watching like a current news story unfold in in a film um the performances are all really good like uh especially margot robbie i think she's such a good actor like i was like whoa and um, also Charlize Theron, they managed to make her look like not like herself at all. Like she looked uh, totally different. And I guess maybe she had some, um, I don't know, makeup on to make her look like whatever news anchor she was playing. But yeah, it was good. It was like, it, I don't know, it's just like, it's not something that I could get that excited about just because it's like, I don't know, it's just like a, it's just like a fact. I know, like, I suppose documentaries are different. It's just kind of weird to watch a movie about something that just happened a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it was good. I liked it. You know, I liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like you liked it though. <laughs> no, I did. Just, just first thing. So Charlie Theron looked nothing like Charlie Theron. Like mm. I wouldn't have recognized her. And uh, I just read there that the the makeup artist for that film won best makeup artist or whatever the title of that award is but that okay. person won okay um i did like it but do you know what i mean like it's kind of like i'm not it, it's a film about it's a it's a f- factual to a certain extent factual film about women who are sexually harassed at work it, not that long ago and it was still you know relatively recent news story mm. and it wasn't a documentary and it was like you know afterwards i was kind of like whoa fuck but like it didn't have the kind of impact of a documentary where I was like really hit with a load of facts. And what then, was the film trying to do? I mean, I d- it just sounds very like um, like was it artistic in any way, or what was like was it entertaining? It was it funny? Or th- that's kind of the, the point thing. Of it? It, it was like I, I guess it was just telling their story, um, and it was good, and the acting was good. But also like thinking back, I'm like, like there's scenes of him doing creepy shit, like saying like pull up your dress like doing mm. like a casting and be like pull up your dress and he's like pull it up a bit more and he's okay. basically like drooling and stuff and you're like ooh, oh this is bad but then it's like it's like you know at the end you're like god all that bad stuff happened and it's not that you come away feeling bad but you're definitely not like pumped at the end you know <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and um and it's weird as well because the truthfulness you come away from a film like that, like for example, Margot Robbie. So, mm. so Nicole Kidman and he's got Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, and, and Charlie Theron. And Char- that's N- a Nicole great Kid- cast. Nicole Kidman and Charlie Theron are based on real people. Mm. But Margot Robbie, th- to give an example of the, the the level of truthfulness, Margot Robbie is based on um, on a, a kind of an amalgamation of different uh, testimonies and different different reports that were put in about okay. this person when i say truthfulness i don't mean it's not true but i mean mm. accuracy to, to to real events so it's mm. not like margot robbie was a real person so when you're watching it you're kind of like it's it's just kind of it's weird because it's like in parts extremely truthful or extremely accurate to real events yeah. in parts it's different and, and then it, it kind of leaves me it was kind of the same as that film vice yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah, what i mean yeah where okay, it's like yeah it's so like, that's, what was, that's what i was thinking because there's films like Vice and um, and the Big Short that yeah. uh, your man um, was making. I forgot his name, but uh, th- like they depict real events, and the whole idea I think behind those things is to shine a light on 
um, some sort of atrocity or some sort of thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but there's like a very clear entertainment edge to it. Yeah. And like the truth can be bent just in a certain way to make it more entertaining or whatever. And I think they are really entertaining films. Whereas this, I don't know, it doesn't sound like, it just seemed like it was trying to represent fact, like a reenaction or something like that. It, it wasn't that bad. I, I'm kind of going overboard, but like, I, I think it's just like to a certain extent, like how much am I learning here? How much is just a film? And then like the story, a, a lot of it's rooted around real people and mm. real things, which is kind of weird. And I had that same issue with, um, I had that same problem with Vice in that a lot of the scenes where it's about real people and real kind of news events uh, and, and you see, you know, for example, the, the, the vice president who it's about, whose name I can't remember. I don't know if you've remembered it. No. Um, you see him talking to George Bush and it's kind of all this dialogue written between them and it's like, did they just make all this up? I, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do they know that that... This happened, and maybe I don't know. I'm over scrutinizing the plot of it too much, but I just mm. find it weird when there's people that are st- like stories that didn't happen that long ago, and you've just taken a lot of creative. Yeah, uh, I get, but like so many films are about that. Like there's so many biopics that are about that. I mean, usually, I guess, for example, I watched Braveheart um, last night, uh, or the first hour and a half of Braveheart. And like so much stuff happens in that, and that is about real people, but, but it's it's super dramatized. But that's that's different, like. Because that's uh, William Wallace is long dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess I'm wondering why the um, we only know about William Wallace through written things. Yeah, and but I guess like I'm interested in maybe why the amount of time matters between like surely it's the level of dramatization. Well, okay, uh, would you watch a dramatization of 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 nine eleven? No, like no. I've uh I watched United ninety three, um I'd watch yeah I mean there's loads of nine eleven movies made fair I don't know maybe I just don't like those kind of movies yeah like 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 Sully with Tom Hanks about the guy who crashed into the Hudson what just fucking make a documentary about it don't make a movie about it well I mean that's I mean it's it is a huge part of of, of movies is making things about stuff that happened well maybe they should they shouldn't. <laughs> There, I don't I know. Mean, I, I'm actually. I, I've just complete. I've just done it again. I've completely talked myself into thinking that I hate bombshell. I didn't. <laughs> I liked it. But a part of me is just like, I don't know. I'd kind of just rather see a documentary about something like that. Yeah, that's that. That is the question I I, I would ask. What do you think? This should have just been a documentary. Uh, yeah, and I especially think any. I especially think. Yeah, I do. I definitely do think that should be documentary. But I also think if you're going to have the cheeky, kind of cheeky, speak, breaking the fourth wall, speaking directly to camera yeah. stuff, just don't do that stuff. That's did they have that in the Yes. Movie? Oh, okay. They had some looking directly at the camera and going like, blah, 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 blah. Exactly like... Um, Is it the same director? Vice. No, I looked that up afterwards. I assumed it would be the same director, but it wasn't. Ah, okay. Um... So, to sum up, I liked that movie. <laughs> it just left me kind of weird. I just didn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just like, ugh. What did Emer think? Emer liked it. She liked it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you, you, you know, you can say you liked something. You can't really say much good stuff about it bar the acting, but you know, you, you probably did like it. It's just like, what's. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, when you decide to make a film about that, like, 
What's another example of a film where they did that? Like uh, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg film. We probably wouldn't watch that. RBG? Actually, she's long enough ago. Maybe that would be worth watching. Wait, RBG? No, the one with the actor. Oh, they made one with an actor? Yeah. What about Stardust, which one? Um, is that? No, not Stardust. Sorry, the, the Spotlight. Spotlight won. Like, What's uh, that? Spotlight is the is the film that won Best Picture a couple of years ago about um, when the, the some I think it might have been the the New York Times or some some newspaper uh, in Boston uncovers um, the the, <laughs> the Catholic priests were up to uh, doing very bad things and uh, they they uncover it and it's a whole story about that um, it was a big is big film um, won Best Picture I think like four years ago. Mm. Um, that's one maybe it, just make a documentary about it just make a documentary about factual events c- are not allowed to be replicated in the world of narrative filmmaking <laughs> Yeah, uh, w- one thing that maybe should be explored more is making non-factual events as if they were biopics with real people, that's kind of what the two popes was, <laughs> that's cool, yeah yeah, like I'm pretty sure a lot <laughs> of the stuff that happened in that film didn't happen it's funny because I think you had a similar qualm you know how you say that qualm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, nineteen seventeen, uh, like you were kind of saying similar things, like oh, like it, uh, you know, I've seen this film a lot, and like it's based on fact. How many times do we need to see a film about World War Two? And yeah. then you said, "Is there have been any big films about non-factual wars made? Mm. Like it's something that you you maybe w- would like to happen as a genre." Mm. Um, yeah, non-factual I mean, things made factual. I mean, I guess that's just kind of like any non-factual film. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking there, like they should cast people in movies that aren't based on factual events. <laughs> <laughs> also known as all films. I feel like I've been rambling a lot and saying a lot of things that I've just made up on the fly that I don't really believe. <laughs> um, I'll probably listen back to this and go, "What am I talking about?" So maybe we should just go on to the next movie. Cause okay, okay. Overall, sum up bombshell. Pretty good. Check it out. <laughs> next movie. Uh, okay. Well, the next film that we're going to watch is. Uh, is Porco Rosso, which oh. is a, uh, a film by Hayao Miyazaki. And I, I watched it uh, the other day, so this is what I thought. Hey, um, I'm not sure if you can hear a storm Kira raging there in the background, but uh, I just watched Porco Rosso, which is a film by Hayao Miyazaki from Studio Ghibli. Uh, I, got, I got stuck in a Studio Ghibli wormhole on YouTube, and I... Um, and I watched this kind of review about Porco Rosso, which uh, is one of the films that I haven't seen and I really wanted to. Uh, and so I, I made it look real good. The review made it look real good. So I was like, okay, I'm going to check this film out. And it's, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's set in post, post-World War I Mediterranean with all these fighter pilots. And um, there's this guy, Porco Rosso, who's this pig who, it's a man who's been turned into a pig because of some spell that's never really explained, but it doesn't really matter. And uh, and there's these air pirates, and everyone's got planes, and there's these pirates who try to sort of steal, kidnap kids and steal money and stuff, and they're kind of funny. And um, and then there's some fascists. It's like the fascism in Italy is starting to rise, and Porco Rosso's just like this uh, kind of hero with, with loads of honor. And he's really suave, and the animation's just stunning and beautiful. And it's really like, I know it sounds silly because he's a pig and stuff, but it seems to be really accurate, like drawings of what 
Italy looked like at the time and stuff. I was reading about it later on. It's like, yeah, apparently, like, he did so much research to make sure that the drawings were extremely accurate, even for the planes and stuff like that. Obviously, he has planes in nearly all of... He has flying machines in nearly all of his movies. But, um, yeah, apparently they're really accurate for what it was like in planes around that period. And, um, oh, it's just a beautiful film with lots of kind of, like, nice scenes. And there's some characters in it. Like, there's this young... Uh, character called like Flo or something like is her name and she's like this 17 year old designer and it's really 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 good Porco Rosso basically has to beat this kind of American guy who's working with the pirate mafia and uh, ah, it's just it, it's really funny lots of physical comedy but then also some really touching moments um, and just like some nice animation with lovely uh, lovely music to parcel it all off in a lovely way i re really recommend watching it if you haven't seen it already looking forward to the next uh miyazaki film that's coming out soon yeah sounds good it was good yeah is is there is there does he still make movies yeah miyazaki this will be the third time um miyazaki has retired oh. and then come back and made another film so um yeah, I'm. I'm. I really enjoyed Porco Rosso. Mm. It was actually. I mean, I I w was going through a Studio Ghibli craze a few years ago. I really got into them. I watched mm -hmm. uh, as many as I could find, and then I got, I always saw Porco Rosso there, and uh, I thought it was just kind of a dumb thing. Like me too. A flying pig. It just yeah. seemed really dumb. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I was as I said, I was on watching a lot of YouTube videos, and someone had made a really good. Uh, video essay about Porco Rosso. What was it? It wasn't that super eyepatch wolf guy, was it? No, it wasn't him, but he's great. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was um, it's just some guy. I don't know who it was. I, I can't shout them out. Sorry. And I was like, ah, I think I'll check that film out. He makes made it look really good. Mm. And I had watched the first two minutes of it before, and I was like, oh, it's not for me. And then I I just watched it all on on like a, a lazy Sunday, and it was just beautiful it's really? a really really great film I, I always assumed looking at the pictures of that movie that it was kind of like i know i guess like my neighbor totoro and stuff are very kid oriented but i always assumed like mm. that one was very child oriented and i was mm. like it always kind of put me off yeah watching it but is is it no and it, it's i mean no more than um his other films are definitely family films yeah but uh they're just there's so much depth to them. Like mm. they they the level of depth is amazing. I mean, you have fascism in Italy, and like you have, uh, you know, you have like the World War Two, post World War, uh, post World War One world of the Mediterranean, which was, yeah. and you have these people who have the baggage of of having gone to war and and like lost everyone. You know, Porco Rosso is was a, a fighter pilot in, the, in World War One, and he, he's lost like all his all his friends and there's Jesus. that lost generation thing that you see in like some Hemingway novels and stuff like mm. that and, and like Miyazaki does his homework every film that he makes he does his homework and he he really writes very characters with great depth really good mm. female characters in his in his films and I, I mean it's really funny it's really touching it's got all the things that I like and and always at the very end of the day with an anime film is that it's just really nice to look at. It's yeah, for sure. It's so nice to look at. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds great. Is is it, is it, the, is Porco, is it like, are all the people in it animals or is it just him, Pig? No, he's the only animal. Oh. There's no, and there's no, and it's really funny. He's like really suave and cool and 
he's always lighting cigarettes, you know, and in movies when people light cigarettes really well and mm, it just looks mm, really mm. good. Um, and there's all those things that in like uh, like the flying and it just looks so beautiful mm. and uh, the planes are really nice and um, yeah, he's just he's just a pig and there's it's never explained. And is there other kind of fantasy world kind of stuff going on? Yeah, the, the the Mediterranean is sort of ruled by planes, pirates in planes, and um, <laughs> and it's kind of that. He just they just have one little line at the start that says this is set in post uh, war Mediterranean where the skies are ruled by pirates and Porco Rosso is the hero who tries to save people, and that's it really. And he's not like a, a traditional hero. He's like. Um, He's a bounty hunter, so he like oh. he gets money and it's his job, and yeah, he's yeah. a pig, and he has fun, some funny lines where they're like, um, they're like, it's illegal to do this, and he goes, the law doesn't apply to pigs. He has some funny lines. Oh, like that. nice. Um, and yeah, it's just good. It's cool as well. It's a pretty cool movie, like some cool scenes and and like the way he holds himself is really like a suave Italian man, mm. uh, but he's a he's a big old pig, um, so it's good. <laughs> Do you watch these films in uh, English or Japanese with subs? That's, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I, I so I started, the film started, and uh, I was watching it on, on um, a certain streaming site, and uh, uh, I had the option of English or Japanese and then subtitles. I had it at the start in Japanese, and I was kind of like, oh, I was a little hungover. I was like, oh, I don't feel like reading subtitles right now. And then I swapped over to English. <clears throat> and then the voice that came out was just like very clearly not the right voice. Yeah. And I just couldn't. And then also the sound, like the foley or the background sound, sounded like way quieter and just not as good. Mm. And I swapped back twice between the Japanese sound and the, uh, which is the original, and the English sound. And you can actually hear there's like a difference in kind of like the C and the, and the radio. Really? So it didn't sound as good. It was much quieter. And then uh, the the voice just sounded wrong. It sounded yeah. really wrong. And then, um, and so I swapped over to Japanese with the subtitles. And it was, I mean, I usually watch the movies like that. And uh, I really like it. Mm. Yeah, I nearly always, I'll always yeah. go the Japanese with subtitles. Sometimes like... I don't know who they get to to dub mm. these uh, fucking anime films, yeah. but like some, or especially like TV shows, but some of them are so bad. They get like the, yeah. they always get like the whingiest teenager voice. <laughs> Do you ever? I don't know about Porco Rosso, but I find like a lot of anime stuff. They just get the most shrill, whiny, yeah, yeah. like fifteen-year-old boy to do all the voices. <laughs> and it's like, what the? F- I can't listen to this. They, I thought they, there was one or two I really liked. I think they got Dakota Fanning and her sister to do one. Uh, for my neighbor Totoro, and I thought that was good. But other than that, yeah, I th- I don't know. It, it, maybe it's also that when I I kind of consider them a very Japanese thing, mm. and so when I don't have the Japanese coming out, and it's kind of an English voice, it just seems like ah oh, no, that's not how that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be kind of Japanese. Yeah, voices yeah, yeah. For some reason, no, it makes sense. And and what um what other kind of Miyazaki films would you be a big fan of? Um. I so I really really like him and how he uh, blends realism and fantasy. I mm. like how he does that. He blends realism and fantasy and I thought I think like my favorite ones would be uh, Princess Mononoke. Uh, I really like uh, Spirited Away obviously is like yeah. a classic. And then um Totoro. And then L- Lapita is also a good one the the one in the sky with all the flying flying machines which is based on a Jonathan Swift uh, novel actually oh. um but he he did one which i actually didn't like which was the wind also rises which i think it might be his most recent one 
Yeah, that um, came out while we were living in France. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was really excited for it. But I actually thought he went too far with the realism. And it kind of was just a bit bland in terms of mm. story. Uh, it's really interesting. He every A lot of his films are all about flying things. Mm. And I was reading about him today. And apparently his dad owned a, a um, I don't know, a, a, like a plane assembly factory during World War II. That mm. was actually his job. So he's like constantly been fascinated by planes and that's what and so all his drawings and stuff of the planes and all the movies and stuff are really accurate and engineering wise they kind of obviously they don't work but they make sense in some sort of yeah, way yeah, yeah. so it's really cool uh, i love looking at them i just i like his images yeah um i think yeah i did i always thought that one the wind also rises or le vent se lève i think it was called very good i remember the, po- <laughs> the posters in paris the uh i always remember thinking that looked very boring mm. It was a little boring. Yeah. It was. Do you want a controversial opinion? Well, I thought Princess Mononoke was very boring. Oh, okay. No, I thought that was great. I, I liked a lot of the characters in it and a lot of the scenes and the little little, mm. little cr- 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 guys that ran around <laughs> and stuff. But I don't know. The story just didn't do it for didn't me. Get, yeah. And I really wanted to like it. But I, I, yeah. I, I, re- I thought it was really nice. Like sort of like where you have the, the nature and, and, and sort of mm. like an industry kind of battling against each other and... Uh, like the spirits of the forest and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was class. Mm. Uh, and one that wasn't his, but is also Studio Ghibli, is, is is Grave of Fireflies, which is... Have you seen that? No. That's a film that... that that's the first film I ever cried at, like as, a, as, a, as an adult. And, um, and I think everyone cries at it. There's like a moment in it where I like broke down which is it hadn't happened in years and i was like watching this movie and it just crushed me and i think i think animation has that ability more so than i think because they can make the eyes bigger and they Mm. can kind of have more control over the drama of a situation because (laughs) they can control everything you know yeah yeah yeah. and uh and so like they when they want to turn it up to the max of like uh, sensational drama they they can and it really punches you in the gut yeah th- that's a really cool thing about anime like some like i used to kind of be like what's the point in making anime movies that are set in reality mm. uh but it, it's cool because they can kind of convey different emotional things or, or even yeah. even if there's nothing mystical or magical happening they can just do things from different you know angles or yeah. whatever that aren't achievable in real life that really uh mm-hmm make it interesting really convey the, the message yeah, in, in yeah, different yeah. ways um i just remembered something what was the film that you said you were like really crying at in a big way recently you said you were weeping i can't remember you burst I... out crying jesus <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about no um it was we reviewed it on this really yeah it's like crying loads at something sad jesus i, I mean i don't know I'm, i i can't remember the last film i cried on but i guess i've been crying at a few um <laughs> <laughs> you cry i think you cry in movies more than me i don't um, know probably not <laughs> <laughs> don't think so <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure it's you cries more than me uh, as a matter of fact uh i'm fucking there was one recently and you said you were like weeping <laughs> um, we'll find out we don't need to remember right jesus now. who knows I can't remember. I think it was actually when I was listening back to the last podcast. Couldn't hold it in. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you reckon? Will we? Yeah, we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, hustlers. Le, yeah, hustlers. I was going to say something like Levant Soleve and le, 
le prochain film se lève aussi. Um, if anyone understands that, does that make any sense? The um, wind rises and the next film rises as well. The next film is... Hustlers. Hustle, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, was that supposed to be said? Uh, no? Just play the, play the review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, man. I watched... Uh, oh. I just watched Hustlers. Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Sorry about that. I just watched uh, Hustlers, the new Jennifer Lopez film. Um, it was really good. It's about some strippers who do a bit of hustling. And yeah, it was great. It was a cool story. Um, interesting. Really showed like how, uh, you know, for the most part, strippers really don't want to be strippers. Um, and they'd rather do something else. But they just need, need money. And a lot of them aren't in the best financial situation. And they kind of have to do what they can to get the money that they need um, so that part was all quite grim but the story is quite exciting and and they you know they, they do their hustle and they get some success it kind of had like you know that like Goodfellas-esque or like other films where they start off and they're kind of down and out and then like they get a bit of success and then you see them having all their money and they're all like yeah let's go to fucking let's go to like what's a what's a big department store in, in New York like a which one say a different one Bar- Barney's they go to like Barney's or something and then they're going like buying Louis Vuitton bags and they're all like woo woo but like they kind of had that usual oh jeez kind of had that usual like story arc of of not the best very nice oof not the best again kind of thing well I hope that wasn't a spoiler but I mean you didn't think that they just hustled their way to success and that was the end um very good I, I definitely loads of people were saying like oh Jennifer Lopez snubbed she got snubbed I mean, she was very good in it. I certainly didn't watch the film and think, like, oh, Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really feel that about any of the people in it. She was good, but she kind of just played, like... If you imagine, like, uh, if it, it was, you know, her, her performance is exactly what I thought it would be like. It was Jennifer Lopez playing, like, the kind of mother stripper. It, uh, talking about, like... It was just kind of like one of her songs as, as an acting performance, Jenny from the Block. It was. <laughs> it was good, but whatever. It was a great film, though. You should watch it. I liked it a lot. It was fun. It was good. I liked it. Um, Cardi B's in it. It was good. Uh, Cardi B's in it. It's good. Uh, yeah, I liked that movie. I thought it was great. Um, really cool. As I, I kind of said, it was the, the kind of Goodfellas-esque. They're almost like a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, they get more and more successful, and it really did have that, like, you know, when when in all these gangster films where they, where they they start showing up to work in flashier gear and like yeah, yeah, all this yeah. kind of stuff, and it was cool cool to see that happen. And um, it also was nice in a way that they went in uh, being strippers, which they didn't like doing, and mm-hmm. maybe having to 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 do things that they weren't so happy about without mm-hmm. getting into too much detail but then it was almost like they got they they get the upper hand on the profession or something you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. now that now they're happy to go and do it yeah. because they have the upper hand and now they kind of set the limits of of what they do okay and uh that made it it was cool like it and i th- i think it was based on a true story as well oh okay. 
But I don't like those true story films, as I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind all that stuff I Put said. Put it in the bin. <laughs> never mind all that stuff I said earlier. Okay. The, uh, no, but this one was good. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it made for, for a really cool story. Um, but yeah, as, as I was saying, like the, the whole talk of Jennifer Lopez getting snubbed at the Oscars yeah. wasn't really buying that. Like no. it wasn't, it was very much just like a Jennifer Lopez in a movie. Okay, Being, it wasn't like this amazing performance. No, because I, I think it was just because the character she played in it was just very Jennifer Lopez-y, you know? Okay. And okay. I think I think re- regardless of her performance in that role, well, to me anyway, I know other people certainly didn't think mm-hmm. so, but regardless of her performance in that role, she was just a very kind of jennifer lopez kind of character yeah like, apart yeah, from yeah. her being a you know a stripper jennifer lopez okay. obviously isn't a stripper but she uh and what, what kind of hustles do they play I like i mean is it like one specific one or would that give away the plot or it might give away yeah. the plot um they basically just th- 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 they work in a strip club and they have um a kind of wall street kind of clients okay and they have this setup Stealing from the rich they have this setup where they uh maybe some of the big high ranking Wall Street guys will come in the back door and get private booths and stuff and they basically just find a way to to, to hustle them out of um money without without directly ever stealing from them or anything but ah, okay, okay, they, okay. so it's not like they're just robbing their wallets and stuff. There there's something a bit more clever about it, but uh I I, I, w- I won't say any more, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love a good hustle film. I love a good like kind of oceans film, or mm. um, and it's like really a genre I, I really enjoy. I don't know why. I just think they're great. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and I love like people getting tricked out of their money and all that kind of stuff when it's the right yeah. kind of people, um, like real rich people getting their money stolen from them. Mm. Uh, I like it so, and it's especially like a big ensemble cast where like sort of the gang wins in the end of the day. Um, and uh, w- I guess like as an interesting thing would be kind of the, the, the job of like a stripper or what do you, like erotic dancer? Is that what you're I think to stripper say? is okay to fine. say. And then, um, is it? I, I like, I think stripper. It sounds like what a harsh word. Yeah, stripper. It does, isn't it? But I, I think like stripper, the question of the, <laughs> the question of the role, like, I mean, the, the job, like, is it, is it a an empowering job or is it a, like a bad job? Like you're saying, it seems to me from the film and you have people who like Cardi B used to be a stripper and now mm. she, she, and she's in it. So, I mean, like, I guess that the, that community is being involved in the production of it, but like, it, it does it make it look like a shit job or what's the story? Well, it, it kind of makes it look like it's empowering and good in a way in that, like, if you have a, like, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be, it's not the best, you know, mm. like you're kind of, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> it's like uh, you're dancing and there's like drunk men like sticking dollar bills down your pants and stuff. So like yeah, yeah. that's never going to be good. But at the same time, if, uh, if that's, you know, not something that is uh, bothers you that much, um, you, make a shit ton you can of make money. a fucking shit ton of money. Yeah. And with, some of them seem to do really, you know, the Jennifer Lopez character, she's like the, the, the most sought after one or the, the most, um, what's the word, famous, or the one with the yeah. most fans or regulars who come and yeah, see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she seems to get like thousands and thousands of dollars like on a night and people throwing like hundreds and stuff at her. So yeah. that's obviously very nice. But yeah. I don't know if it, it definitely doesn't, well, in a way, like, because you kind of see both sides of it where some people are like, yeah, 
I do this and I get a shit ton of money and it's great. But then mm. there's also times of like, you see some of their home lives and it's not... It's not the best. It's not the best. And then they have to go and kind of be all sexy for some men in a club. Yeah. Which is, you know, probably the last thing you want to be doing when your home life is... Yeah. Not I mean, I'm so like good. a teacher and some days like I just, I like have a bad day and I, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go and teach? I can't imagine what it'd be like if I had to... Go and do a sexy dance for your students. Do a sexy dance for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, my students, I'd probably get fired. That yeah. Be, <laughs> no, yeah, but it was, it was a good film. Also, I, I find that w- with films like that, there's a, there's a thing where you get a familiarity with the format or the structure of it in a kind of a nice way. So when it starts, when you see the things progressing and you're like, this is the bit where it's all really nice. And then you see them all having such a good time. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> you're waiting for the bad. And bit. then you're like, <laughs> I feel like before it's bad, there's always like a bit where they take it too far. Or maybe yeah, they yeah, don't, yeah. Or, or they take it too far or one of them takes it too far or mm. one of them gets a bit too relaxed with the mm. rules or maybe mm. one of them. Um, yeah. There's always a deal too far or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, when's it going to happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> Not, but, uh, and I think that kind of thing is like fun in movies like like this. Like it's kind of fun to be like... You know what's going to happen, but it's when it happens... You, you know what's going to happen, but you also don't. Like you kind of can predict how the arc of the story mm. is going to go, but you don't know what exactly will bring each next yeah. phase of the story on. It's interesting. Maybe we can talk about that a bit more because the next film we're going to do is called, it's a German film, an art house film mm-hmm. called uh, I Was, I Am, I Will Be, uh, probably not very well known, but it 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 is interesting in that it doesn't really follow that traditional arc. Mm. So I'll I, maybe I'll play my review now of it. Yeah. If you have nothing more to say about Hustlers... Um, Hustlers, no. Good movie. Check it out. Actually, genuinely really liked it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, th- so so this doesn't really follow that traditional narrative arc. So this is what I thought. Hey, man, I just got back from uh, I Was, I Am, I Will Be, which is a German film that got released just last year. It's It's doing the European circuit now at the moment. And I went to see it in the pavilion with my dad for his birthday. Um and yeah it's good it was a film it's a film about this german pilot who finds that she's kind of got some sort of cancer and she's a real kind of strict uh woman who who lives kind of like very by herself and she's kind of a bit socially cold to people and she has this kind of love interest guy and they go to turkey together because she's got this cancer prognosis and she's like okay i'm just gonna go to fucking turkey for some reason (laughs) And there she meets this um, this Kurdish guy who's gone to Istanbul or wherever, some sort of resort place, and he's working as a gigolo, and he's kind of moving up in the world. And uh, the guy kind of aggressively, not aggressively like physically, but kind of aggressively uh, questioning her, kind of asks her to marry him because he wants a ticket into Europe. And because she's in a weird state of mind, she kind of agrees. And then that's when the story sort of, picks up which is, is is this guy going to germany and trying to kind of fit in with germany and it's and like uh with this woman as well and it's a weird kind of love story turned on its head and um and it like hits all the things that you have in a a, a love story but it's so it's kind of really odd and you have kind of cultural things happening and you have um personalities clashing and it's really good it's a really nice kind of drama it uh it's 
it's got like um I don't know, it's got some really good acting and some very human moments in it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was really well well made. And it's one of those ones that stays in your head for like a week after you've watched it, which I, I really like in a film that you, you know, maybe it's not initially satisfying when you're watching it and it doesn't give you the kind of, I don't know, the things that you want because you expect these things from Hollywood movies, um, from these traditional plots. It doesn't give you those, but then you think about it for a week and that's like, you know, chewing gum for the mind. It's kind of good when you get something like that. So I, I really, uh, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was a great movie. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what the whole point of our podcast was. Well, like thinking about movies and then coming to a different opinion. Yeah, it's the exact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact concept of our podcast. <laughs> oh, here we are now. So, what do you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess, um, like the film, uh, the film wasn't as challenging. Sorry, as some. Uh, European films, like kind of that that you can get sometimes, like art house European films. It wasn't really that challenging or difficult to watch. There was like at the very opening of it, I was watching it with, from with my dad for his birthday, and I was watching it with like my aunties and uh, my family. And like the first few scenes are just him working as a a gigolo in like some rotten bar and. and uh, in Turkey, and he's just like having sex with these like old women and stuff. And oh God! It's really uh, not the best. And I was like, Helmut, Helmut invited us all. And I was like, Helmut, what have you done? <laughs> um, and he was sitting uh, there. He was telling me afterwards. He was sitting there. He'd invited his colleague, his like twenty-six-year-old colleague, to come to it. Oh dear! And he said he was sitting there, going, "Oh, I'm, I was very embarrassed." <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, nothing worse. But then that's it, really, in terms of the. And there were very short scenes of sex, which was nice. Mm, mm. <laughs> Just a few pumps and then... Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the, so, so the film is really not... Like the character... Um, it sounds much, the story sounds. It, 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 it also sounds like it would be kind of a bit grim or something, is it? It's a little grim um, because basically you have this, this, this power struggle between him and her in that he's a really good guy. He's a very clever man he um he comes over and he's very opportunistic like he really works with what he's got and he makes everything that he's got and he's kind of this um i don't know like he he starts and he's like on the back of a a, a lorry going to going from like war zones or something like that and he was in, mm. a, in, uh, in a camp like and now he's like um and then he makes all the way to like a really nice spot in Hamburg in Germany and he's in this nice house and he starts mending bikes and he's working and he's got a job and he's learning the language really quickly and he's very intelligent and he's very caring and loving and nice. Mm. Um, but he has this power struggle in that, you know, she she marries him and she kind of is, is someone who has control over everything in her life and uh, and she tries to place this control on him as well. Mm. And, and he kind of you know, they kind of have discussions about that. And then she's a, a really cold individual who doesn't really know how to, she has some trauma in her, her, in her family and she, um, she doesn't know how to like love or open herself up. And, uh, and he's kind of trying to tease that out of her, maybe not trying to, but he inevitably kind of does that by being a good person to her. And, uh, you have this, you know, people changing and it's a really crazy plot and weird situation, but, uh, and it's also social 
constructs um, are getting broken down of like she's marrying an, an, an immigrant for a visa, you know, and she mm. comes from quite a like she's a pilot, a well-paid pilot. And all her um, colleagues and stuff and her friends are all like, this is, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And there's kind of that element as well, breaking yeah. social barriers, which is cool. I, I mean, overall, yeah, it's, it's a good film. Um, what, um, what kind of, you said your dad wanted to go and see it. He invited people. Is it, is it a well-known German director or something? Or No, it's a Turkish-German film. Um, okay. And there's been some good Turkish-German cinema made over the last while. Like that, that experience of... Being Turkish in Germany is is an interesting one to kind of dissect because it, they've been living there for, for you know a long long time and mm. they have come in in waves like after the war that they were a lot of Turkish people were invited into Germany to work and then and then they were called the Gastarbeiters and then there's the children of that like uh, Fatih Akin who made a lot of really good films um, over the last while he's probably Germany's like most well regarded director at the moment. And like they're making some interesting films about the new Germany, um, the multicultural Germany and stuff. And this film kind of talks to that, but it's less about someone who grew up in a Turkish German experience and is more about someone who's come from, I mean, a Kurdish environment and is just sort of plonked in, you know, a fish out of water kind of scenario. But mm. uh, but he's just like real friendly and nice and fun, and so people like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean. It's interesting. It's like global. It's global like globalism or whatever. And seeing in the age where things aren't so hot, Europe in Europe w mm. with how people are looking at immigrants and um, and like that is it like a very heightened uh, environment. Mm. It's it's really good to have a film like this. I think um, mm. which shines kind of like a positive. I think <laughs> yeah. light on the whole thing. It, it's like I mean, there's cancer in it, and there's like you know there, there's there's the state and like this like him possibly getting deported and yeah and law and stuff that all exists in the film but at the heart of it um it's kind of just a, a, some, a weird love story that's kind of on on upside down as i said in it like you have the scenes where they kind of like are looking at each other and and there's like romantic scenes where they're kind of you know sharing a first kiss and all that kind of stuff that you do get in a film but it's in a traditional love story arc but it's not it doesn't go in the regular way because he's just some gigolo she met on holidays that she agreed to marry so w was she was was she a client of his uh no no she oh. wasn't mm. he wanted her to be a client of his a permanent <laughs> client for <Yeah>. free <laughs> it's a very funny scene when he gets her to marry him he says like marry me and she's like what <laughs> he's like uh. just marry me and she's like why me and he's like why not <laughs> and she kind of just ag agrees on the basis of that line of obviously she thinks she's going to die so I mean I guess maybe that's why she does it as well mm, yeah fair um, is it a, was it auf Deutsch uh, yeah and it's uh, yeah it's I am uh, or I was I am I will be so it's like German ich, he's learning the language ich oh gosh we're testing my German ich, ich werde ich war ich bin ich werde sein I ah, think that's what genau, that is genau um, my German grammar isn't quite what it used to be. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd at least be able to remember the name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know if it's called that in German. Um, hopefully it is. Mm. But good. Good movie. Uh, I, I, I strongly doubt anyone will watch it, but um, I certainly won't. You certainly <laughs> won't. I don't think anyone at home will. But no, I'm I mean, like... I guess for me, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I got a lot out of it. Um, but why don't you all go watch fucking Bad Boys 7? Go watch the uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey. The Dr drink some milk and watch... 
Bad Boys <laughs> 7. You, you, you pricks. Oh, Gillian. <laughs> All right, take that back. Sorry. We don't have nearly the following for you to be alienating the audience. <laughs> Are you going to go see the contrabulous fabtraption of Dr. Horatio Huffnagel? What's that? It's the new Harley Quinn film. I've never, I don't know what you're talking. Are you joking? <laughs> it's not actually called that. Did you it's, make up all the n- words there? No, that's a film that uh, that Troy McClure stars in oh. in The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, but the, it it just has the uh, her, her new didn't you know Harley Quinn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with uh, Margot Robbie. Her new it? film has the word like fantabulous or something. Okay, and it's just like don't shut up. Okay. Don't put fantabulous in the title of a film. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassius. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sh- that kind of stuff. Just like, come on. The fun- It's called like the fantabulous misadventures yeah. of Dr. Horatio. I'm not going to see because it it's, it's a superhero film and I, I, I don't have any interest in them. It's a Suicide Squad one, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm I also like you. I think Mar- Margot Robbie's brilliant. I, I thought like, yeah. Tanya was fantastic. I've never uh, seen that. I'm, I, I want to watch oh, it. Oh, it's brilliant. She's very good in it. Very, very, very good. Mm. Um, like they, they, and then also um, the guy who's also in Itania, the the uh, who plays like a dumb cousin or something. Um, he's in Clint Eastwood's new movie, Mr. Jones, which I really want to see, um, uh, mm. which is coming out soon. I think Clint Eastwood makes good movies sometimes. Yeah, Gran Torino. Yeah, like that's a good movie, isn't it? Um, I can't remember what it's about. I watched it on a plane. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a plane movie actually yeah That's exactly the kind of <laughs> it's a real dvd movie yeah, that you yeah. Get, like your granddad would have on dvd or something mm. <laughs> i think there will be blood is real dvd film yeah as well. yeah yeah That's sort of the dvd <laughs> <laughs> i can really imagine that dvd in my hand the uh are you, have you any plans to go and see anything this um week? yeah well i mean i i want to see parasite before it leaves the cinema man you haven't seen the lighthouse or parasite yeah. or uncut gems yeah What's I haven't seen any of those. What? They're all hot. I'm, I mean, I, I, I guess this, this podcast is about movies, but um, it's also about me and you. True. And uh, I, like the last month has just been very busy for me. I mean, I'm working full time and then I'm in a band and then I'm in, and then oh. I'm in a football team. And then, uh, and then I, I, um, I've also been like changing my room because Anna's moved in. Mm. Uh, you're in the room now. It's pretty nice. It looks stunning. And so between that, like I, I just... Haven't I haven't been able to watch anything? Yeah, I it's it, I'm in college and I haven't really watched. Uh, yeah, I've got so much shit to do. Like I watched Hustlers and that other film Bombshell like yeah three weeks ago. <laughs> and I had to, I have to like parse a lot. I, I really like not having to think about watching a movie or having a bit of time, and then I go to the cinema. Yeah, and I need to go to the cinema at least once a week, and I haven't been able to do it for the last three oh. weeks. And uh, and like I'm like planning a week ahead to go. Oh, there's like two hours on a Sunday when I can watch a movie, which is mm. just crazy. Yeah, but it's 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 bad when it gets that. I have, an, I have an idea, though. Go um, on, please. I was thinking maybe of starting an MK Ultra Film Film Club. Um, uh, but like, I mean, I guess, like, this is some sort of digital film club, but maybe we could start a film club where we actually uh, go see a film together. And maybe, I mean... Like me and you. Yeah, and then, like, anyone else who, who maybe listens or something like that could come along. And then that would be... That could be, like, on the first... Friday of, of every month or something like, like that. Like our fans? Yeah, like a meetup, a get-together. You mean like our friends? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean our fans as well. There's some people... They're the same group. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, all are invited. Yeah, I'm down. Friends and fans alike. Come on. Um, and then like it could be voted on maybe or what film we go see. And then, and then like... 
because then it, you're forced to go see a film and you, mm. you have it no i i agree in. it is i find a lot of the time i want to go see a movie or i want to watch a movie but then i watch cooking videos on youtube for hours <laughs> and then uh i don't cook any of the stuff and i don't watch a film <laughs> uh m culture film film club i'm into it okay i'll see what i can do and uh have you anything else you oh sorry i wanted to say uh, in terms of what we're gonna go see yeah uh emma have you seen the jane austen book oh okay yeah they really want to see that looks fan. good yeah and it then also and one in that stream is amanda Iannucci's david copperfield uh which ah. is that looks really good he did is, the is death Dave, of stalin is david copperfield that's charles dickens david copperfield i thought he was a magician uh <laughs> like an american celebrity magician uh, no he's a he's a it's a book by charles dickens uh Oh, that has uh, <laughs> that has that actress that I like in it, Tilda Swinton. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, does. It, it looks really good. Armando Iannucci is a great director. Really looking forward to it. I actually didn't think it looked good, but um, that doesn't matter. And but Emma looks good. Emma looks good. David Copperfield looks good. Dickens, Jane Austen. Let's do it. I mean, you can't go wrong there, can you? Hey, you know, tried That's and tested. Us. All right. Um, thanks for listening to MK Ultrafilm at MK Ultrafilm. Uh, that's it. The, uh, that's it. At MKUltraFilm on Instagram. On Instagram, online, on digital, and on your smartphone. And soon in real life. MKUltraFilm uh, Film Club. Uh, I'll buy the first bag of popcorns on me. <laughs> <laughs>